fans, and welcome to a brand new edition of Cubs on Tap. I'm Ron Luce, joined by uh, the classic me, myself, and I here on this Saturday afternoon. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are here to talk about a Cubs winner. Cubs win 4 nothing over the Marlins on Saturday, August 6th. And uh, that guarantees the Cubs a series victory over these Miami Marlins. Uh, before we get into it, I hope everybody's having a great weekend. Normally, we don't do Saturday shows. This one kind of impromptu and uh, and just out of the blue. And as our friend here, Scott McCrawford, just says, just win, baby. Absolutely agree with you, my friend, because we are talking about wins today. And we're talking about a 4-0 win, as we mentioned, at that for those that might have missed the game, again, we don't normally do Saturday shows. Saturdays are busy days for everybody. Usually you're out and about, you're enjoying the weather, especially now during the summertime. Maybe you're at the ballpark. Um, but in case you didn't catch the game, we'll talk through you with the scoring here really quick. It was a 0-0 pitcher's duel uh, for through the first three and a half innings effectively until with Ian Happ on base. It was Nico Horner, Horner coming in and delivering in the clutch. Uh, he singles, and that ultimately scores the first run of the day. And then in the bottom of the fifth, the Cubs decided to add on with men on. It was Christopher Morrell scoring on a Wilson Contreras single. Uh, that made it two to nothing. And then um, despite a ground out into a double play from Seiya Suzuki, um, Rafael Ortega on third base, able to score, gives the Cubs a 3-0 lead, and they pad that lead in the bottom of the sixth as it wraps around the foul pole. A 406-foot blast from P.J. Higgins gives the Cubs ultimately the 4-0 winner. Uh, and let's let's start with, uh, with a couple of notes because uh, today's game was an impressive one, and I think maybe a good place to start is the pitching because the Cubs got another – masterful pitching performance from one of their starters today with Drew Smiley on the bump. The lefty goes six and two third innings. It gives up five hits and only one walk, but no runs. And he struck out four, um, got some help from his defense as well today. Ian Happ had an absolutely majestic catch on the left field wall later in the game. Uh, and early in the game, when it looked like the Marlins were going to take a one to nothing lead, Sayas Suzuki coming up with an absolute cannon from right field. Um, and it was PJ Higgins delivering the tag just in the nick of time. So much so they had to review it. Uh, and the Cubs were able to get the big out at first. And that kept a zero in the earned runs column for Mr. Drew Smiley. He picks up his fourth win on the day as well. Um, and now lowers that ERA to a 397 on the season. But he looked so good today. Ultimately, as we mentioned, gets deep into that seventh inning. Uh, went just a hair over 100 pitches. Uh, it was ultimately a double from the Marlins that drove him out of the game. But you got to love what you see out of Drew Smiley. Again, I, I think we've talked about it at nauseum here on Cubs on Tap this season, right? Of just what would this team look like had they had a healthy pitching staff for the entire season? We haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen the starting five outside of maybe, I think it was two go-arounds in the rotation, get a full, you know, five starts from the guys that you expected to be one through five at the beginning of the season. We expected it would be, you know, Kyle Hendricks obviously going into it at the beginning of the year. We knew Marcus Stroman was going to be in the rotation. We knew that, you know, it was going to be Wade Miley when they ever so sneakishly picked him up from the Reds on waivers and just claimed his $10 million salary. You know, and then Drew Smiley gets signed late and everybody's kind of like, okay, there's your other guy. And then we all knew it was probably going to be either Justin Steele or Keegan Thompson. And it was ultimately Steele getting it out of the out of the gate. Um, before Keegan, you know, got inserted into the starting role due to these injuries. Really, if it wasn't for the starting rotation getting hurt, uh, we probably wouldn't have seen Keegan Thompson in the starting rotation. But due to that, 
you know, Keegan has kind of solidified himself as a starting pitcher now for this Cubs club, and that's okay. But you got to love what you're seeing out of Drew Smiley. This is the guy that they expected they were getting when they signed him to the one-year deal before the season started, they being the Cubs, because, you know, he he had a pretty strong year last year. Again, was a part of the World Series winning the Atlanta Braves team, uh, pitched some really meaningful innings in the postseason for them as well. Not always in a starting role, but, you know, sometimes he came out of the pen and delivered more than one inning in relief. And he's a good pitcher. He's always been a very solid, consistent pitcher over most of his career. And today he looked sensational. I mean, still touching 94 on the high fastball late in the game. Pretty much as he was getting to 100 pitches, he was still touching mid-90s. I mean, it was just this is the type of start you were hoping to see from Drew Smiley on a more regular basis, I think. Uh, And the Cubs got that today from him again with the six and two-thirds innings. And then, you know, after yesterday, obviously a great start from Justin Steele. You can listen to our Cubs on Tap episode from yesterday with myself and Tyler as we recap that winner uh, for the Cubbies. Looked like it was going to be a loss, but Wilson Contreras' heroics made it otherwise. Uh, but four and two-thirds only from Justin Steele yesterday, despite the incredible outing. You look at the rest of the stat line, uh, only, what, four hits, I believe, he gave up. Uh, only one walk, no runs, and ten strikeouts in less than five innings. Certainly impressive. But you burned a lot of the bullpen. They used four other arms yesterday. They used Ullman, they used Rucker, they used Hughes, and then they used Wick. All you know, all besides um, Ullman going for four outs, one and a third for Rucker, Hughes, and Wick. So safe to believe that none of those guys would be available today. And that's exactly what happened. But guess what? Have no fear because <laughs> Mark Leiter Jr. is here. He's been really good of late. I know that's probably going to make people giggle. Um, but I'll tell you what, he looked really good again today. And, and I'm going to pull up his, his start, um, or his, you know, last relief appearance previous to this one, try saying that 10 times fast, ladies and gents, but today those two and a third, no hits, no runs does not walk anyone, only one strikeout, but guess what? It don't matter. He got the job done. Cubs only need to use one bullpen arm today to get through all nine innings with a good start from Drew Smiley as well. That's exactly what you like to see if you're the Chicago Cubs. You don't have to burn bullpen arms. You save guys for the upcoming uh, game, You know, not only tomorrow, but the home series beginning next week. And then you have the Field of Dreams game um, less than a week from today now against the Cincinnati Reds. You'll have that off day on Friday before they complete the rest of that series. So I think good move by Ross going to lighter today, knowing, hey, he can go out and he can give us two innings, or in this case, two and a third, gets through the order, blanks the Marlins down the stretch and just shuts him out. Again, great defense. Ian Happ with the late catch certainly helps there. Uh, you can catch that highlight over at Cubbies on Tap, or, you know, obviously the Cubs main page tweets those highlights as well. So uh, incredible catch from Ian today. And you certainly love to see it. So Leiter Jr. does this miraculous job out of the pen. Drew Smiley with a great start. So pitching was A-OK today. But certainly love the bats as well. A trio of hitters having more than one hit today for the Cubbies. Ian Happ, three official plate appearances. He did walk as well. Two hits for him and a run scored. Uh, Ian just continuing to put together an all-star season as he had. Uh, And the P.J. Higgins, a two-hit day and a walk for him. You love to see it. Good to see P.J. Higgins continuing to hit. A guy that, again... I know, you know, Scott, if you're still around in the comments, my friend, as I'm doing this live, uh, please chime in. But P.J. Higgins has been hitting, and he was hitting incredibly well at Iowa before he was called up earlier this season. I believe at one point he was hitting over 400 in AAA. Um, That might have dropped a little ever so slightly before he was called up, but he was still hitting high 300s 
when he was called up. And now at the big league level, he is up to 287 now after today. Um, and certainly the slug helps with the home run today. He's up to an 894 OPS. You love to see it. Only one strikeout. We mentioned the walk and the solo shot for PJ Higgins was the insurance run they needed. Um, but also a three hit game from Nico Horner. He raises that average back close to 300, 298 now on the season after today. So he goes three for four with an RBI um, in today's game. Incredible hitting from these guys. You're getting the meaningful offense when you need it. Sure, yesterday's game, there was no Nico Horner. There was no Seiya Suzuki, both players playing in the doubleheader on Thursday. So they got an off day against the Marlins in game one on Friday. Uh, and it, you know, it ultimately came down to Wilson Contreras and, and Nick Madrigal, right? The two hits from Nick Madrigal um, really helped the Cubs win yesterday in, in such a tight ball game, two to one. Today, instead, it's it's some of your big bats, right? Hap hitting the four spot, Nico hitting in the five spot, you know, and Higgins, sure, hitting down a little lower in the order, but still in the seven spot, being able to bring you meaningful at bats from the catching position. Wilson was DH, and today, obviously, we mentioned the RBI a little bit earlier, uh, and Ortega. You know, delivering again, scores a run today, gets a hit. I, I mean, this team was pretty well balanced today. Ten hits um, over the course of those four runs for the Cubs today. Uh, things you love to see. Love Nico Horner, though. I mean, I, we got to continue to give credit where credit is due. This guy just continues to hit. Hit and hit and hit. And sure, maybe the slug isn't as high as people would like it to be. But guess what? He just hits line drives. And where, you know, we have discussed here at Cubs on Tap, where the game of baseball is trending, a guy like Nico Horner is going to thrive in this new age of baseball where the, you know, double and triple is an exciting play that they want to see more of. Also got to see a stolen bag from Nico today. That was his 12th of the season. Uh, it feels like forever that we've seen a Cub even sniff 15 stolen bags in a season, right? I mean, maybe Javi would do it every once in a while, but he even was only swiping maybe 10, 12 bags a year. These Cubs like to run, and, and Nico Horner is certainly a big part of that. So just good to see a really good day. Good day defensively for the Cubs. Good day offensively for the Cubs. Pitching was great. Just a complete team win. And, and keeping the Marlins to just five hits today with two of those coming from their right fielder, De La Cruz. So that just goes to show what kind of day it was for your Cubbies. Big win. Uh, Lopez ultimately taking the loss today for the Marlins. He's now 7-7 seven and seven on the year with a 357 ERA. Still an incredible pitcher. Uh, all, all the more impressive that the Cubs were able to beat him up today and do what they did against him. So things that you like to see once again. Cubs up now the third in the NL Central. Don't tell anybody, but um, that's also cool to see as well. Uh, we got to see a little bit of Nick Madrigal today after he got the day off yesterday. And a reason for that... Um, Christopher Morell actually removed from today's game. I believe the official report, according uh, to the Athletics, uh, Sherrod Shamra, uh, I believe it was right hamstring tightness was the exact, and he is now listed as day-to-day. -day. Um, that article will be coming out here shortly from ontapsportsnet.com, and you can read a little more there as well. Um, but certainly a big loss, Christopher Morell. Again, the, the do-it-all guy for this team, plays second, plays outfield, you know, put, we haven't seen him there yet, or at least much, but plays third, plays short. We saw him at short on Friday. Um, definitely a guy that you want to be okay. So hopefully it's not too bad. You know, hopefully it was just precautionary. It was hotter than a hell today in Chicago. Um, super humid as well. Hopefully maybe it's just a cramp uh, and he's a little tight, you know, just because of the heat. Uh, if that's the case, you would expect him to be back maybe in that national series coming up uh, to start next week off. But hopefully he's okay. Likely we won't see him tomorrow. He'll get a maintenance day, which... 
I'm not going to lie, kind of sucks. Uh, I will be at the ballpark tomorrow. I was hoping to see Christopher Morrell play live. Looks like I'm going to have to wait until uh, the end of August when I got two more games uh, that I'll be attending to uh, to see. I don't know. We got to come up with a nickname for Christopher Morrell. The human lightning bolt is what I'm going to call him, at least for the time being, because the guy's electric and he's so much fun to watch. So hopefully he's OK. Um, that would otherwise be a pretty big loss, in my opinion, to this Cubs lineup. Uh, as it currently stands. Um, also worth mentioning for people that are looking for more baseball cravings, especially over the course of the weekend when the Cubs, when they are at home, are playing uh, early, you know, these 120 starts that we all love and adore here in Chicago. But be watching some of these minor leaguers too while we're thinking about it. We, You know, I mentioned Christopher Morrell, a guy that started the, the year at the minor leagues. Hello, Jack. How are you, sir? How's everything? Um, you know, but you, you've got so many guys, right, that are, are, are potentially going to come up. I, I think there's really, really a chance here now uh, that we're going to see guys like Matt Mervis at some point this season, especially if Frank Schwindel continues to struggle. He struggled today, uh, ultimately going 0 for 3 with two strikeouts. Uh, he did walk once, um, but otherwise not so great from Frank the Tank at the plate. So, you know, there there are some guys to keep an eye on, too. And, and you can watch all those games, MILB.com. Um, watch MILB is very reasonable uh, price-wise. Yes, you have to pay for it, but you get the stream rights to every minor league team, which means you get all four Cubs minor league uh, levels. You can watch the Pelicans. You can watch the South Bend Cubs, the Iowa Cubs, and the Tennessee Smokies. Uh, you can get them all, and you can get your daily dose of Cubs prospects. You know, you don't just have to scroll Twitter viciously uh, like some people do looking for the prospect highlights. You can just watch them in real time, uh, and it's certainly great to see. A lot of fun to listen to. Uh, the broadcasters that the Cubs have in their minor league system, absolutely fantastic. Alex Cohen, for example, at AAA, uh, an absolute pro's pro, does a great job uh, you know, covering the minor league teams. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun, you know, but hopefully Morell's good and, and the Cubs take a series. I think that's certainly something to worth, uh, and again, worth mentioning here. You got to remember uh, with two wins now against the Marlins, um, you know, they're guaranteed a series win going for the, uh, the S word and it rhymes with weep. Um, but we won't, we won't say it. I don't want to curse anything because I will be at the ballpark tomorrow. and don't want to do that. But from fly the dub here in the comments on YouTube, he says, I think Frank is next in line to be released. It's too bad. It was a great story last season, and I agree, and I, I think he is, and I, I think a lot of that might have to do with Matt Mervis, uh, truthfully. Obviously, yes, Frank is not having a good season at the major league level uh, currently right now. As it stands, he has a 230 average and only a 640 OPS, uh, certainly not great. But Matt Mervis, again, the RBI machine. All, every, I feel like every day I go on Twitter, it's, you know, <laughs> it's, 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 you know, sunshine, cloud cover, uh, you know, grass is green, water is wet, and Matt Mervis is driving in double, you know, driving in runs because that's literally all he's done all season long. Started the season at high A ball. He's made his way all the way up to triple A. Just shows how much he's hitting. Um, you know, it, it's it's going to be really interesting. But uh, and Jack jumping in the conversation here as well. He says maybe Ortega too. And I, I think there's a chance. I agree. I don't think they'll DFA Ortega. Um, yeah, that's fair. Jack adds that, but they should. Um, I think it's completely fair. I don't think, you know. Ortega is certainly not a part of the future. Uh, I think, truthfully, for those that – my biggest thing of I, why I think they won't get rid of Ortega right now is just the lack of guys at AAA that are actually ready to come up and be meaningful impacts in the outfield, right? I think if – obviously, if Brendan Davis is healthy this season, yeah, I think Ortega was gone a long time ago if that's the case. Unfortunately, because of Brendan's back surgery and he's still not quite back yet, you know, their they're, they're MLB-ready depth at the outfielder position is a little thin right now. So I, I think that's a big reason – why we haven't seen him yet 
um, get the DFA. But speaking of DFAs, we did get a piece of information, kind of went under the radar. I think a lot of people missed it with obviously it being a Saturday and, you know, people aren't necessarily glued to their phones. But uh, Andrew Elton Simmons activated from the IL today and then immediately DFA'd by the Chicago Cubs. So no corresponding roster move was required for the 40 man. Um, you know, he was able to just walk and, uh, you know, Again, the Cubs have seven days now. He can either be claimed off of waivers, he can either be traded, or he can uh, be assigned to AAA. But because he is a veteran, and I believe all of them put a clause in their contract, if they are assigned to AAA, or, or the minor leagues in general, I should say, um, they can be granted their release. We saw that earlier this season with Jonathan VR. I think that's going to happen with Andrelton Simmons as well here soon. So uh, be be expecting of Andrelton Simmons hitting the market. Um, piece of news. Uh, probably coming out here very shortly in the next couple of days uh, if nobody claims them. I really don't think anybody's going to. Yes, the glove is elite, but uh, the bat has been pretty, pretty bad this season, as we have seen. I'm pretty sure his OPS is under 400, and I don't even know if that's humanly. He might be a tad over 400, but it's 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 not good. <laughs> so um, I would expect him to, to be released and, and potentially signed somewhere else, but maybe he won't sign somewhere else. Who knows? Uh, but the four-time gold glover DFA'd today by the Chicago Cubs after being activated off of the IL. So that pretty much sums up uh, everything that's going on in Cubs land for today on Saturday. But hey, Cubs win. Again, we're talking 4-0 Cubs win, series win as well over these Miami Marlins. Yes, they're not a great baseball team either, but guess what? You take the wins when you can get them. It doesn't matter. These are all still MLB ball clubs with talented players on them. And a good pitching staff for the Marlins. I think that's the biggest piece that people are overlooking uh, if you are in the crowd that's saying, ah, it's just the Marlins. Marlins are a great pitching team right now. Uh, the bats are still coming. They're developing a lot of those bats. But, I mean, thank God we missed Sandy Alcantara this weekend. Otherwise, he'd probably complete game shut out the Cubs. Just that's what he's done all season long. Um, nonetheless, you know, you still saw Cabrera yesterday coming off the IL. That was a big one for the Marlins to get him back. Uh, he was having a really good season prior to his injury. Um, he was on my fantasy team. That's why I know. And, uh, and then today, you know, Lopez, a really good pitcher was really highly touted at the trade deadline by a lot of teams. Uh, just wasn't, you know, they just didn't pull the trigger on the move, uh, before the deadline came and went. So, We'll see Jesus Lazardo tomorrow. Certainly another good player. Uh, used to be a very highly touted prospect of the Oakland Athletics. Was traded to the Marlins in the wintertime. Um, he will take the bump against the Cubbies tomorrow. And we're going to break that down here in just a second. But I do want to, again, remind everybody, um, I will be at the ballpark tomorrow. We haven't had any uh, of the Cubs on tap crew at the ballpark in quite some time. Uh, actually, I believe the last time that any of us were at the ballpark was May 4th against the White Sox. It has been a hot minute, so I'm super excited to get out there. Uh, unfortunately, Joey and Juice and Tyler will not be with me, uh, but I will be with some of my buddies that I was with on opening day when I went to the game. So, um my plug here being uh, join in, join in and, and, and on some of the fun. Hopefully you can follow uh, us around uh, via Twitter, uh, both the Cubs on tap account and myself. Um, we're starting the day early at Murphy's. We're going to be able to see my tie guy. Um, hopefully we'll uh, hopefully we'll see another Cubs winner and uh, we're going to have some fun. We're going to hashtag crack them like we always do it on tap Sportsnet, uh, And we hope you uh, you have a good time with us as well. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and if you are at the ballpark tomorrow, uh, feel free to let us know. We'd love to say hi, uh, chat with you, maybe crack a beer with you before or after the game. Um, but it should be a good time nonetheless. Sunday Funday will be in full effect here for Cubs on Tap, and I'm hoping we'll have a show. i got to talk to Joey and Juice about that one. Um, 
in the evening tomorrow. Uh, but hopefully, again, hopefully they're they're talking about a Cubs sweep. Um, either way, though, we do have a series here. Um, Fly the dub with a quick question here in the comments. Do the roster expand to 28 on September 1st? That is a fantastic question. I admittedly don't know the answer to. Um, I know it's not the, the – I don't think it's the full 40-man that it used to be. Um, it might be 28. It might be – I'm not entirely sure. I admittedly will have to do some research for you there. Um, but it's that's that's a fair question. But yes, the rosters will expand at some some capacity as of September first. That's why I really do think we're going to see Matt Mervis quite a bit down the stretch, um, and, and maybe that is the time that we see a guy like uh, like Frank Schwindel finally DFA to if if Matt Mervis is ready to come up and, and get some get some cracks at the major league level. Hopefully, Brendan Davis gets healthy in September as well. I, and I, I talked about it on the show the other day with uh, I believe it was with Joey. Um, he and I were talking about it. I wouldn't be mad about them letting just Brandon Davis come straight up to the major leagues. I know he's coming off injury, and but again, just let him see. Let him see what the MLB level is like. You knew you were going to probably see him if it wasn't for the injury this year regardless. Give him a give him a shot, right? Just let him see major league pitching for the rest of the year. Let him get, you know, some game action in. And then that way he can take that, you know, kind of scouting report of what it's like to be at the big leagues with him into the offseason. Hopefully he comes back as a complete player next year and maybe you'll need him down in, you know, triple A for a month or whatever. But if he comes out and looks good and he looks healthy, I'm sure we'll see him up with the Cubbies at some point very early on in 2023. Um, and maybe even this year in 2022, maybe we'll at least get to see a debut uh, kind of like what they did with Javi Baez uh, late in that 2014 season. I think that's, that's kind of the, you know, the thought, um, that I would like to see and uh, fly the dub. Jed said they probably wouldn't bring up Davis or Amaya this season. I did see that. And it's unfortunate. Um, I still think maybe they should explore it. I think it really just depends on also when they come back because, you know, again, if Brendan Davis comes back the third week of September, then sure. I understand keeping him down and just letting him maybe play a couple games at Iowa. Um, you know, but it would, it would have been nice to see him, but We'll see guys. I think that's certainly worth mentioning. I think we'll see Matt Mervis at least a little bit before the year's over. And there's a lot of arms that we're going to see as well uh, that the Cubs are going to give some looks to, I think, down the stretch. Now that they've cleared out the bullpen a little bit, right, with the departures of Martin and Efros and, and Givens and Robertson, uh, there, there, there's going to be a little bit of a carousel, I think, here in the bullpen down the stretch to, you know, just give some of these guys that could be MLB ready a look. Um, and if they impress, you know, maybe they're like a Scotty Efros and they they come out and crack, you know, the the team next year. and you know, who knows what happens from there, but it should be interesting. Nonetheless, like we said, Cubs win um, here on Saturday, August 6th. And now we can look forward because there is one more game. I know Tyler and I uh, briefly previewed this game on yesterday's show, uh, but I'll do the honors and the, uh, you know, the pleasantries as we always do here. But again, as mentioned, if you happen to be in the Miami market, uh, this can be caught on Fox Sports Radio, 940 AM or WAQI 710. If you're down in Miami or Bally Sports, Florida. And then if you're in Chicago, you know the drill, 670 to score WRTO 1200 on the radio, Marquee Sports Network for your television uh, watchers. Um, ooh, quick question here. This one jumping out of nowhere. Uh, who is the Cubs reliever now that they traded Efros? I'm assuming uh, that meant closer, maybe. Um, you've got Rowan Wick. Uh, you got Brandon Hughes. I think they're the two biggest names at the back of the bullpen right now. Um but, you know, I don't think anybody has a true, um, how do I put it, kind of role, I think, right now. I think everybody's just kind of a, 
you get this, you get that, you're this kind of guy. I think everybody's going to get chances to close games down the stretch here. I would say, yeah, probably Wick will get most of those looks, uh, as Jack says here in the comments. But I wouldn't be shocked if we see a Brandon Hughes you know, game where he closes maybe one time. Maybe some of these kids that come up from Iowa get a chance to close a game just to kind of put them in that you know high leverage situation to see if you know how they respond under pressure. I think it's going to be interesting. I think that's going to make the, the bullpen a little bit of fun down the stretch. But, yeah, the big names, the marquee names right now still in the pen. Uh, I mean, I guess Leiter Jr. could be thrown in there. Again, he looked absolutely fantastic today uh, and was really good in his last outing, too. And I know I said I was going to bring that up in, earlier in the show, um, and I will uh, after the preview here. I want to I want to briefly mention that, too. Um, fly the dub here in the comments. Ben Leeper. Yeah, we might see Ben Leeper. I know he's kind of had a rough season. I think he has over like a 70 RA this year, but I think he's also been hurt quite a bit too. So, um, but I think it's again, a guy that I think a lot of people expected to see last season in 2021. I know I did for sure. Uh, especially when, uh, when talking with friend of the program here, Scott Crawford so much, um, you know, he's out in Iowa. He sees a lot of the Iowa Cubs and he even said, he was like, yeah, keep your eye on Ben Leeper. You guys are going to see Ben Leeper. And I, I think we all were, were sold on that about, Hey, yeah, we're going to see Ben Leeper. And for whatever reason, just they never called him up, and and he was really good last year for the Cubs. So um, that's a that's guy I absolutely love to see um, before the season's over. So yeah, uh, you know, a great name, great name to bring up there as well. But just quickly um, before I go ahead and preview uh, the game, I want to just bring up uh, Lighter's last outing um, when he came in really, 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 really cold. Um, maybe that was earlier in the season. Hmm. That's a shame, but he's been really good. I don't know. He, he's been he's been solid down the stretch here now, two and a third today, obviously. Um, you certainly love to see that. So that wraps up um, today, today being Saturday, for those that are listening potentially tomorrow when this comes out as a podcast. Uh, but again, tomorrow, game three of the series at Wrigley Field. It is a 120 start. Uh, don't miss it. We, As we said before, Valley Sports Florida, Marquee Sports Network is where you can watch these. Uh, and then 940 AM, WAQI 710. 670 to score WRTO 1200, respectively. As I mentioned, it will be Jesus Lazardo on the bump uh, for the fish tomorrow. The lefty, two and four on the year, 397 ERA. And Adrian Sampson takes the mound for the Cubbies. I'm actually pretty excited to see Sampson pitch person. I'm not going to lie. Uh, 0 and 2 record. Nah, take that for what it is, but a 374 ERA, incredibly respectable so far this season for the right hander. Uh, I'm, I'm excited truthfully, about being in the ballpark tomorrow uh, and just seeing this team. Wilson Contreras is on fire ever since the trade deadline. You can certainly tell if you look at his splits month to month, he had a really, really rough July. And I think a lot of that was around the the impending trade uh, that we all thought was going to happen at the deadline to send Wilson elsewhere. Instead, they keep him. He's happy. He's pumped. And he's been hitting like a freaking machine. Uh, since the trade deadline, obviously the big home run yesterday to solidify the win on in Friday's game. Uh, today drives in another big run with a single. Um, I'm expecting a big game out of Willie tomorrow. Hopefully Hap continues to be hot as well. And again, as we mentioned, no Morel. I, I think it's time to give McKinstry a day off. The guy just has not hit. Um, I understand the positional versatility and wanting to give him a chance, and I think that's fine, but uh, he, he's really been rough. PJ Higgins has looked good. I think we might see Jan Gomes tomorrow. Um, but if Willie's catching, then, you know, they'll shuffle it around. Somebody else will be in the DH spot. Uh, but it'll be cool to see Nico again. It'll be great to see Seiya again as well. Uh, and we'll probably see Rafael Ortega in center field again because that's just the nature of the roster right now. So uh, it should be a good game. Again, another, a, another good pitching matchup. The, all three of these games have been good pitching matchups that the Cubs can take advantage 
of the Marlins pitching staff as they have in the first two days. And they really didn't take advantage of Cabrera. It really took them getting, you know, against the bullpen, only what four total hits for the Cubs on in Friday's win 10 today, certainly a very big change. Um, but it'll be good to see the, the bats. Hopefully they can take the momentum more so from today than Friday's game into Sunday's game here coming up. And that'll be good to see, uh, you know, when they, you know, get things going and get things started. Um, one quick question here before we uh, start to close things down, fly the dub. There was finally some news regarding Canario and why he's been on the restricted list all season. Did you hear that? Just never reported, stayed in DR. Um, I, I don't know because Canario has been playing. Canario has been having actually a really good month of July um, actually so far. Um, and actually I can probably pull up the numbers here for you. Actually, I can I can pull them up off the – Cubs, oh no, because he's in the MILB, so we'll need to pull those up um, as we're looking at that. But no, I I, I believe Canario's been up all season. I, I haven't heard anything about Canario uh, being on the restricted list. I don't know what that is necessarily all about um, because he's been hitting like a machine here. Um, had a really good month of July uh, down in Tennessee. Uh, obviously, he's at the Double A level right now, and and he's been he's been pushing. He's been he's been very impressive. I'm actually pulling up his stats right now, so uh, appreciate. As everybody bears with me, if you're listening here as this is a podcast, but having a really, really good season. Here we go. We got some splits now. Um, and, of course, the computer just decides to freak out. Here we go. Maybe it'll continue. I don't even know. Computer's freaking out on me. I'm not able to pull up his July numbers. But I believe he hit over 300 in the month of July. He's probably the hottest bat. Uh, he has the most home runs in the Cubs system. I can tell you that so far. I think he's up to maybe 19 now on the year. Um feels about right it might even be more than that um here we go i got that numbers actually actually in 2022 now he's got 26 homers um for the cubs so far this season 69 rbis 13 steals he's hitting 265 uh with a 913 ops over the course of the season but he had a monster month of july and again i apologize my my computer is just not cooperating here here we go now it's cooperating but here you go in the month of july alex canario hit 350 slashed 354 500 800 um over over that month uh he also had let's see here seven home runs 16 rbis uh, i mean he was just an absolute unit eight doubles as well so had a really good one there um, wasn't sure uh, what happened there. No, not him. Pitcher they got last deadline. Hmm. I don't know. I honestly don't know. That is a good one. Um, fly the dub. Send me a message on Twitter, and maybe we can talk more. Because now I'm very intrigued by this, and you have you have my curiosity completely peaked. Um, It'll be, it'll be interesting to see. One final comment here from Scott Crawford, our buddy. Uh, Simmons, the first DFA. Who else is on the chopping block? Hayward? Uh, yeah, maybe, Scott. I know we when you were I, – I think you had to pop out there for a minute here during the live show. But Schwindel, I think, is a candidate. I think uh, Ortega could be a candidate if, you know, somebody is ready to come up and hit. I wouldn't mind seeing Canario come up this season. I know it would be coming from double-A, but he is already on the 40-man, so why not give him a shot? Um who knows? I, it'll be really interesting kind of down the stretch now to see who they DFA. Uh, I think Hayward is certainly a possibility. I just think Hayward is just going to live on the IL for the rest of the season, if you ask me. Um, I think they're going to let him go out that way. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I, I'm actually surprised they DFA'd Simmons. It was actually kind of a – I don't want to use the word pleasant surprise because you never hate – it sucks when guys lose their jobs, but it is the nature of the business. Uh, but I'm just surprised that they they just said, hey, you know what? 
we're not even going to give Simmons a chance to come back and try to prove his worth or anything. Like you're just, you're gone. We don't want to waste a 40 man spot on you. You know, we don't want to have to send a guy down or DFA a guy. They're like, we're just, you're gone. I, I think that was the right move. And you know, th- there might be more of those. I think they're going to have to make more of those decisions, Scott, because of, I, I think right now they have now with, with Simmons gone, I think it's 44, 40 man eligible guys. Cause obviously the IL, you know, changes things. So they have 44 guys technically on the 40 man. So when those guys get healthy and they reinstate them, they're either going to have to make the tough decision of DFAing somebody else that's meaningful to this roster, um, or they're just going to have to flat out just cut those guys, kind of what they did with Simmons Day. And I, I think that's ultimately what we're going to see um, as as things progress. Um, but, yeah, fly the dub. Um, I'll, I'll figure that out for you. I, I'm not entirely sure uh picture they got at the deadline last year. I'll have to look into that a little more um, and, uh, and scour the old interwebs. Uh, for some more information for you there. So sorry, I'm going to be of more help on that. Um, I try to stay as plugged in as I can. Oh, here it is. Alexander Viscano. Ah, yes. The kid they got from the Yankees. I haven't seen anything about that. Um, but, you know, if he's just down in the DR, uh, it'll be interesting. I, I think if that's the case, uh, it certainly feels like that's a, a wasted prospect from the Yankees trade. Um, but nonetheless, they did get Kevin Alcantara in that trade. So, uh, mind you, the Rizzo trade is not all. It, it's it's not it's not all for naught. Um, they they got something very meaningful. Obviously, Alcantara, Keith Law just ranked him his number sixty prospect in baseball, um, and he's already in the top one hundred uh, as of you know for MLB Pipeline. I know Jim Callis said they're going to do a re ranking here in about two weeks uh, when he was on Marquee Network uh, during the trade deadline. So we'll probably see Alcantara be bumped up um, on the MLB.com top one hundred as well. So. Um, but yeah, Vizcano was, was supposed to be actually was probably the higher ranked piece at the end of last year. If I remember correctly in the Cubs prospect pool, um, in that trade from the Yankees, uh, Oh, and fly the dub says Megan Montemurro with the story. Megan Montemurro on top of her shit, man. I will, I will credit where credit is due. Megan Montemurro is on top of it. Um, she always has the scoop on everything. I highly recommend in terms of you know Twitter follows for those that are diehard Cubs fans and do like to follow the reporters, you, you got to give Megan Montemurro a follow because she's always on top of it. Has great stories. She does great reporting. Um, so I'll give a nice little plug and pump there for her. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll have to look into that. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. Yeah, he is on the forty man. That is absolutely true. Um, so that's going to make some interesting decisions if if you know something's going on there. Maybe that's something that comes to light more in the off season, but I'm going to dig into that. I, I'm now you've got my interest peaked. So actually, thank you for bringing that to my attention. Uh, fly the dub. I, I greatly appreciate that. So thanks for popping in the comments and thanks for, uh, for sharing that with us today. But Well, 35 minute mark. That's pretty good. I'm actually pretty impressed that we got that far on a solo show, but I, I thank everybody that jumped in the comments here. You always make it a great time when I'm on my little solo recaps here, when I have somebody to talk to, even if it is through the comments, but um, thank you guys for jumping in and jumping into the conversation. And for everybody that wants to jump into the conversation, and if you listen to this podcast, uh, when we are live, join us either on YouTube or Facebook at ONTAP Sportsnet. Uh, you can join in the conversation just as fly the dub and Scott and our buddy Jack uh, and even Andrew did today uh, here on this episode of Cubs on Tap. Um, and if you just want to watch along with the broadcast, we're always live as well on Twitter. Unfortunately, with them taking away Periscope, um, there's no more comment feature. So again, if you want to join the conversation as everybody else has today, please view us on uh, on YouTube or Facebook. 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, before I get out of here, I do want to remind everybody Cubs on Tap is the official Cubs podcast of the On Tap Sports Network. You can join, you can check out all of our great work over at ontapsportsnet.com and at ONTAP Sportsnet on social media. You can follow the pod specific accounts here for us at Cubs on Tap. We are at Cubbies on Tap, C U B B I E S. That is both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I am at Loose on Tap on the Bluebird app. And you can follow all of our other great co-hosts and contributors here for Cubs on Tap uh, at Joey Knows Nothing. That ends in I-N because that stands for Win Baby. At Juice on Tap, at Teddy Freddy 270, at Bulls Guy Rob, and at Brandon MK. And they all do great work for us here on the Cubs side of the house at On Tap Sports Network. Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, you know the drill. We've got it all. Bears are in heat heat of training camp. Uh, football is just around the corner, ladies and gentlemen. So be sure to tune into our Bears on Tap podcast. Uh, I make fairly regular appearances on that as of late. So if you, I guess, enjoy listening to me for some odd reason, uh, you can join in with us over there as well at Bears on Tap as the season comes roaring in right now in the dog days of August. And yes, Cubs fans, you know the drill. We all have friends that like the Southsiders. I have a lot of them. I live in the south suburbs of Chicago. Um, be sure to send them over to our buddies at Socks on Tap. They do a great job covering the guys at 35th and Shields. Uh, whether you like the team or not, I, I will give credit to my friends. They do a good job. Um, so send your buddies that like the Southsiders over to them. Uh, and we appreciate you, the Cubs fans, joining us here at Cubs on Tap. Once again, on tapsportsnet.com add on top, and at on tap sportsnet on social media, the on tap sports network. Go ahead and check out what's on tap in Chicago sports. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us, whether it was live or via podcast. Uh, a very last minute Saturday show here from Cubs on Tap. Hopefully the boys are back with you for Sunday's show. Uh, that would likely be Joey and Juice on the microphone to hopefully recap a Cubs sweep. And uh, again, follow along with game day content with me tomorrow from both the Cubs on Tap account and my personal account. Um, and, you know, who knows? Maybe when the boys go live after the game tomorrow, uh, maybe we'll do a little on-site reporting and jump into the live stream if all works out. So hope you guys enjoyed it. If you like our podcast and you like our show and listen wherever you do, uh, please give us a like, a follow, um, and a rating. And as, as well, you know, subscribe to us. Um, if you love us, five stars is great. And if you don't love us, tell us what we can do better. We always want to get better, uh, and we hope you guys feel the same way. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been a, an oddly fun episode for being so last minute and being by myself. Thanks again to everybody that joined in, in the comments as well to uh, help facilitate the conversation. Um, and you guys know the drill. I'm going to get out of here. The only way we know how it comes on tap. Like always, it's fuck the Cardinals. And let's go Cubbies.